0: Please listen carefully. Yeah, talk normally. What'd you have for lunch?
1: A shake and an Rx bar. What kind of shake? Milk, oats, ice, cashew butter, whey protein, creatine. So more okay, so more like a smoothie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and What's the difference of sauce? What,
0: what would be the difference between a shake and a smoothie? <clears throat> I'm thinking the shake is I more like a dessert, right? Yeah.
1: More like ice cream. Yeah. I kinda of started making that. I realize I can get extra carbs by putting in some oats. Yeah. And smoothie or shake.
0: Cool. Um first thing I wanna ask you your thoughts on the changes to the cross a game season. So let's uh, let's go over what the changes are first, just for the people who don't yep. know.
1: Or we can go over uh and the old
0: the old format? Yeah, the old format. Yeah, all
1: right. So go yeah, go ahead. What, what was the old format? So old format... Um, to get to the CrossFit Games. Get to the CrossFit Games. Uh, uh, top 40 athletes, men and women. And then there's other divisions, obviously. Uh, masters and teams. But they have their own um, kind of way to get to the games. But uh, they really haven't discussed those. But the ones that they came out and said they were changing are the individuals, so the top 40 athletes. Um, the ones that are trying to make that $300,000 win and kind of the ones you see on ESPN a lot. Uh, But what the old format was, there was different regions uh, throughout the world and then the U.S. So the U.S. had uh, broken it down. So it would be like West, East, Mid-Atlantic, Midwest, Southeast. Um, I think there was like six regions just for the U.S. alone. And then there would be five athletes of those uh, six of the five top athletes. Winning hood regionals, the way to make it, the regionals through the CrossFit Open, um, which was, it's a six week, or a yeah, five, six, five week.
0: No, There was actually one year where it was six weeks.
1: But, six weeks, so yeah. five week, um, one workout a week, online qualifier, so uh, you, you work out, you videotape your workout, you submit a score, the top t- 30 or top 20 uh, athletes in each region make advance at to regionals which is a weekend um fitness competition or crossfit competition and then the top five who place per region will be invited to the crossfit games or uh yep. so on from there um there's other regions throughout the world like europe um africa and then asia or pacific and then latin america so there's a few extra athletes uh so there'll be 30 athletes from u.s regions and then 10 would fill in from uh, Europe, Pacific, so on. Um, that's how you would make it the regionals. Uh, getting to regionals was hard enough. Um, top 1% make it, less than that. And then after that, making, winning regionals or placing top 5 would be even harder than making it to the games. Um, and,
0: and it's only five even like in certain regions I think in all of South America they only took one man and one woman yeah. I believe to the yeah. games. so it's five it might be five but it kind of depends on the population. the population
1: yeah yeah. and then yeah and that's how it's worked the last few years since they open in regionals mm-hmm. um, before that it was a different system but that was a lot smaller kind of size of people that were involved in CrossFit and yeah
0: it used to be 2007 you could just register like yeah. many people how they register for like a 5k yeah so dave castro his parents or his uh, aunt and uncle I, forget, I don't know exactly which his, uh, had a ranch and yep. um out in california and he was like hey let's have this competition to um to see who is the fittest yeah right so which 2007 really, people just signed up like, yeah that like was spieler's it spieler's
1: book talks about that he didn't even know people were, like were competing. They used to like uh, have the workouts. They would write in the comments online. Mm-hmm. And he'd know people by their names online, so he'd be like, "Yeah, by their nickname. this, this, this."
0: Yeah, or, he was Spiel. Or,
1: yeah, yeah, and you wouldn't know who he was. Or like, and then they they just showed up, and it was like, "Oh, you're Spiel. You're this." Right. And then like, all right, well, we're working out, and this, the people were there. And it was more of a barbecue. Yep. Now It's a multi-million dollar event. Yep. But that's how the old format uh, was. Um, I'm not sure what they're doing this year. If they're, if, I think this is the last year of this format. They're keeping the old Yeah, format. so it
0: seems like, and this all just came out. So um, Morning Chalk Up newsletter had the information first. Uh, they said that they talked to Greg Glassman, but a lot of people were skeptical. But then just this morning, um, Girls Gone Wild podcast... Had flown out to interview him, and on tape he confirms all the changes. So it seems like this year, 2018, n- nothing different is really going to happen in terms of like the open because next year, 2019, there will be an open in October, but because it's so close right now, there won't be. So the only thing different really are these, uh, you know, more local competitions like Wadapalooza and Dubai Championship, and not that Dubai is local, but you know, smaller
1: mm-hmm.
0: non-CrossFit sanctioned events. So when uh, like Kevin Ogar got hurt at Wadapalooza, CrossFit HQ was very careful to say that it was not a CrossFit event. So they were doing, for all intents and purposes, they were doing CrossFit, they were doing CrossFit workouts, but technically it's like calling the, like the Super Bowl yeah. right, is trademarked, so like, it the Super Bowl is a very specific event, even though you're playing football,
1: you're not in the Super Bowl.
0: Uh, you know, for however many weeks during the regular season, you're not calling it the Super Bowl football game, Yeah. right, so that's how CrossFit basically um, push themselves away from that, the CrossFit games, at least, um, anyway, so these local competitions, Granite Games, I think, right, um, they're all going to partner with CrossFit and yeah. have their resources to basically qualify or allow people to qualify for the CrossFit Games. So that'll be one channel.
1: Yeah, so Dubai is the first. Yeah, because that's coming up. Sanctioned event.
0: Okay. Because granted, Games not is this weekend. Year.
1: But yeah. Dubai
0: is going to be the
1: online qualifier. Yeah. I don't think Dubai is. I don't think you qualify for the Games for this year, but I think they're going to be the sanctioned event. Got it. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Because I don't know how it's going to work. Because now they're doing two opens in the same year.
0: Yeah, so next, so 2019, there will be an open in the spring and an open in the fall. But who knows if that's going to be five weeks. They might change yeah. the format.
1: Yeah, they really haven't released much. Yeah.
0: Um, and for people who don't know, or who haven't, you know, we have a lot of new members here. So a lot of them didn't even do the open. Yeah. <clears throat> Basically, HQ releases a workout once a week. You have uh, five days to do it. Um, and it basically, every affiliate will run it, most, most affiliates will run it um, in their box, but it allows the people who are like, let's say training out of the garage, or like one year this random kid from Russia who is just like bootstrapping it in the middle of nowhere would film himself doing these workouts, submit it to YouTube, and that was his way of proving it. So the CrossFit Open is, is called the CrossFit Open because theoretically anybody anywhere in the world it, at least with the, the equipment and technology to upload a video, can prove their fitness. Yeah. Right? So it's a pretty cool concept.
1: Yeah, and it's cool for members, and, you know, we have members here that would be like, oh, I'm the second fittest male nurse in Pennsylvania. Right. And you can break it down to see, like, what breaks down age group, you're, if you're in the military, if you're police officer, teacher, and, uh, like occupation breakdowns, age breakdowns, country, um, workout breakdown, so you can see. Yep. Even within your own box, within your state. Yep. And you can see it within your own gym, state. Uh, you can look up other people, see them, and it was just—it's cool to kind of see the numbers behind it. And, and larger.
0: And most, like you were talking about the percentage of people who move on. It's really not many people. It's yeah. you know the top one, maybe two percent if you count the teams going to regionals, yep. but. Most people don't really expect to move on to the next uh, level, the next the next stage, regionals. But people do it, and we do it here, because it's, it's the same reason why people run 5Ks. Like, you can run a 5K any day, right? You can go out and run 3 miles, 3.1 yeah. miles. But there's something to testing yourself on a specific weekend or day in time with lots of other people that makes you push and PR and makes you do things you didn't even think was possible. Yeah. So um, I think that's the cool part, right? Like people getting their first double under, people getting their first pull-up, people getting their first toast to bar. Yeah. Um, those, those small victories are huge for that individual. So it's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, so there'll be two opens next year, spring and fall. We don't really know what those are going to look like. There will be no regionals whatsoever because...
1: Sanctioned I, events.
0: It sounds like it's just too expensive uh, Glassman was quoted as saying the South American Regional cost a million dollars to put on. Um, and they and only also sent had
1: on. one man and one woman. Yeah. And they also had a lot of issues in the South American Regional.
0: Yeah, there was issues with equipment getting there yeah, because was, of um, uh, a strike going on with the truck drivers. And there was some crazy stuff. So yeah. it was, uh, if it was all in the States, I, you know, that would probably be one thing. But um, especially when you're dealing with international competition. Yeah.
1: But you know, now the format is going to be... There's going to be 16 sanctioned events, so Granite Games, uh, Dubai. Yeah, I don't even think they have 16 technically, place. but they want to get up to that amount. Yeah. Right? yeah, and I assume a lot of people were talking about that other companies will have their have ones. So right now it's only Reebok CrossFit Games. So like, like Nike will have yeah, one? Yeah, so it looks like, like Nike's going to have their own fitness championship. Yeah, okay. And that's what I've kind of seen people talk about, heard people talk about. So now more companies are going to be able to have CrossFit mm-hmm. sanctioned events um, get in there, get in the skin.
0: So the whoever wins that, right, man, woman, and probably team, yeah. they would be qualify for mm-hmm. the games. And then it sounds like they're also the top 20 in the world from the Open will also qualify. Yeah. Um, so the Open, the sanctioned events, and then... Uh, Glassman on the podcast this morning on Girls Gone Wild said that he, he wants some wild card uh, spots. So, like, if, <clears throat> you, um, if you're, like, talking a big game and you're in some other fitness industry but you're talking a big game best to, like, how ha- you could do this, um, he wants to be able to invite those people to, like, prove themselves. Yeah. So there's that. And then it's, it's top. the top man, woman, and team in each country.
1: With one cross affiliate.
0: Yeah, as long as there's at least one CrossFit affiliate. So, and that's based on the open, right?
1: Yeah.
0: So you're looking at going from 40 men, 40 women, and 30 teams?
1: Yeah, I think there's At the teams. current
0: CrossFit games?
1: Yeah.
0: Like this past CrossFit games? Plus all the masters and. Plus, well, yeah, that's right. Plus yeah. masters and but teams. We don't really with, know. And we well. don't really know what's going yeah. on with, with the age groups. Yeah. So you're going from 40, 40, and then 30, right? And this year they cut the teams down from six people to four people. So 30 teams, four, doing my math, that's 120 people, mm-hmm. right? Plus the 40 is 160. So 200, right? 200 competitors on the main stage, plus the teens and the masters, which adds another, I don't know, 200 or so. You're going from that to one from each country. I mean, that's like another 160 competitors in each division yeah that's pretty wild that's a lot yeah
1: and there's a lot of back end stuff too like there was a few competitors this year that English wasn't their first language right and they had a translator there so that event chaos where the athletes were doing an event they didn't know what they were doing right they had one they had to have, have someone translate translate or t- talk them to them, them in their, their native language yeah so now you're talking about someone who could come from <laughs> some remote country and he needs now a judge. Yeah. And then he needs a translator. Holy smokes. So it's double amount of volunteers and judges. Yeah. And he's also gonna be standing right next to Matt Fraser. Right. Right. Which is a big difference between top athlete at your gym.
0: Yeah, so what do you what do you think about that, right? Because you you basically have the chance you you're definitely gonna expand the spectrum of talent yeah right so you right now out of those 40 men individual men they're all pretty much studs like even the folks coming from other um countries or continents other regions basically yeah that might not have held their own in let's say um the west region with you know california and western canada yeah they made it to the games but they're, they're still pretty studly
1: right? yeah the, person who got 40th and 39th right. are all still the top athletes in the world.
0: But then what happens when the top male or female from Yemen yeah. gets to the games? right? That's what a lot of, I think, people are... I'm not saying that it can't be studs from Yemen. Yeah. Right.
1: But just the... There's a friend's reference there. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what people are kind of upset about, and definitely some of those top athletes are upset about it because right. now you have Matt Fraser who wants to compete against the other top athletes yeah and now he's going to be competing against people that he might not feel are equal to him mm-hmm. or might be sitting in his room and be like wow this is the fittest person whatever country he's coming from right but then you have maybe a guy like Ben Smith who doesn't make it right or a guy like uh, possibly yeah Scott Pancheck or Spencer or Alex and now they're all looking at it. Good. How Good are, are you? you? Okay. Um, we were talking about uh, some of the. Oh, the top the, the disparity stuff. of of yeah.
0: talent, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I guess. <clears throat> so one of the one of the reasons I think that they kind of um, Greg Glassman put his foot down and, and changed all this around was because he wants to take money that he's been spending on the game stuff and put it towards a focus on health. Yep. CrossFit HQs, in the past year or so, really done a good job go- making their marketing, you know, going from the tip of the spear of these crazy elite athletes where even here at a local level, when people walk in, they think, oh, I can't do CrossFit because it's only for elite athletes. Um, but they've done a good job in their marketing. If you go to CrossFit.com, showing normal people and, and even even the other end of the spear of, you know, obese people making transformations and, you know... Yeah reversing diabetes and
1: they had um, a bunch of ads Yeah, some some
0: wild stuff so that was the biggest reason like putting money towards um, the health stuff yeah Um, but the other thing it seems like is that he wants to globalize it right he wants to make CrossFit
1: something that is known around the world yeah Um, which I think he's done a good job of mm -hmm. in the past but probably even more they want to do even more
0: yeah exactly like, and I'm, I'm thinking of the Olympics, right? Like, yeah. there are definitely events where, you know, let's, uh, let's say Berlin, it's... bobsled. Yeah, or, or even like, like basketball, right? With the dream yeah. team, right? You knew that, or, or, or you know in some events who's pretty much going to win, right? Yeah. But the so idea... That brought
1: basketball to the world.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. And it, it allows other other countries to at least have a, a seat at the table. Yeah. Right. The Jamaican bobsled team. Right? Yeah. Like no one really expected them to do anything and they ended up crashing anyway, but at least they had a seat at the table and then an
1: awesome movie came out of it too. Yeah. Right. Which I think is the cool. Like there's like personally I would love to compete at that level. But then the I'm already healthy, right? So my health is, I'm already in the category of I do things to better my health all the time every day. Mm-hmm. There's 20 other people within a two-minute drive from here that could use, you know, kind of a kickstart to get healthy. Right. And if their motivation is kind of, uh, if t- CrossFit is allowed, is able to reach out to them through big commercials or Mm -hmm. big marketing campaigns Mm
0: -hmm. yeah right money that we don't have to do like a commercial right
1: yeah like 20 people that are gonna live past 65 70 75 and be able to do things that they should be able to do but lost through bad eating bad lifestyle choices right that's kind of more beneficial than if you know a few of us get a say I'm the fittest person in the world
0: right right yeah, they're, they're definitely moving away from the competitive sport of it for, to more of a globalization and more of a focus on health, which is pretty cool. One of our members, uh, Rob, is going to the doctor seminar, Yeah, the medical seminar that they're putting on in Aromas, yeah. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Cause, so, and I think they've only run a few seminars, but basically they invite physicians to, out to Aromas, California, to the ranch, and uh, like the site of the first CrossFit Games. And they have a a weekend seminar basically talking to the docs about, you know, high, high carbohydrate, uh, you know, leads and, and, and sugar, excess sugar in the diet leads to diabetes and health issues. And the whole idea being like, if you can change or, you know, get the doctors on board with what we're doing, it can help change like insurance. Uh, it can help change just what docs are saying to patients in terms of what's, What's healthy and what's not, so. Sure. Yeah, but uh, he yeah he got an invite and he's going. That's,
1: yeah, he told he was cool. on the list.
0: Yeah, I think he got off. Nice. I think he, I think he got.
1: And that's free of charge as well, so I think CrossFit.
0: Yeah, they're they're putting their money where their where their mouth is, right? Yeah. Like they're. That's all. I didn't realize it was free, but I'm not surprised. Like.
1: Yeah. And they're hoping to do even more, and more of those and. Mm-hmm keep coming out with stuff like that which is cool in there and but it's going to be interesting to see where that takes it as a sport you know well
0: there's definitely i was talking to a friend who is a pretty high level athlete herself and she coaches a team um at the regional level and yeah i i definitely see i can definitely uh Imagine that there's a lot of people who are like in turmoil right now, like yeah. emotionally disappointed, and you know, because they're they realize maybe they, they wouldn't be able to get to the games level, but they were they were they're a good enough athlete to get to the regional level, mm-hmm. and now that's basically gone,
1: yeah, right, that's exactly. And then you have your chances, so if you're not the top, top athlete, and now you have to go compete, and let's say you're gonna do, hopefully try to win one of the competitions, so you potentially could uh, spend six or seven weekends traveling. Throughout the culture, yeah, between like what, October and and June? And a lot of those athletes after a weekend of intense competing, right, because a lot of them, their training is held back a little bit so they can Mm -hmm. train every day. Right. But the level you see on the competition floor, it's like they do it for two, three days, and they need a few days off. Sure. So imagine someone who's in the bubble. All right, I have to buy a ticket to Dubai. Come in 10th. Try again and come in 10th again, or 8th and 6th, when you only can get the first place. Yeah, I
0: mean, these competitions are all over the world. Right? Yeah. Um, lot of Palooza's down in Florida. Granite Games is... Minnesota. Minnesota, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dubai, obviously. they um, we'll one in Europe. Yeah, they'll probably, they have a France one, a French one, I think, yeah. um, at least. So yeah, there's there's opportunity for people to host these. Yeah. Um, so that'll be a, a good opportunity, but yeah, you're right. People are going to have to really decide to commit and figure out the money of, you know, because a lot of these folks train full time, but they're not making any money to, uh, to travel. It's going to be pretty yeah. crazy.
1: And usually regional traveling is from, you know, within your region.
0: Yeah, well, the, right. The whole point is, like, old school, you know, now old school regional format. You know, our region was combined with the south region. So it was the mm-hmm. mid-Atlantic or Atlantic in the south, um, right, and like, super regional. And so it was in Florida, right? Okay. So that's a reasonable flight. Yeah. But now you basically have to guess as to what your best chances are first, and then travel.
1: And it's going to be a lot... Each of those competitions is going to have their own online qualifiers. So you might be trying to qualify for different events within a week.
0: Right. Yeah, so the season, your season just went from, you know, the open for five weeks, and then, you know, a month off, and then regionals, weekend, and then, you know, depending on whether you make it it or not, to basically constant competition. Yeah. Which is, for most people, you know, not sustainable. But it depends on how bad they want it. Yeah. Um, now, from a... Uh, someone asked me on Facebook, like, what I thought about all this. And from a business standpoint, I, I I don't care at all. Like, we're talking about it because it's interesting. And I've been around the CrossFit sphere to, to see a lot of the changes. Like, I went to regionals in 2012 on a team. And... Before the open, there was a thing called sectionals, and before that there was no open or sectionals at all. Um, and and when we went to regionals, I mean, like we just barely made it, and you know nowadays we wouldn't have anywhere of a chance you know with that team back then, we wouldn't have any chance now because the competition has gotten so crazy so from a business standpoint. Uh, it really doesn't—it ma- doesn't change anything. Like, if anything, the open really just changes like when we run it. Um, so next year, it seems like we'll be doing two opens in the spring and then the fall, and then it'll be in the fall. Um, now, personally, I actually like the fact that the open is moving to the fall because I feel like coming off summer, I'm just more personally like I'm just more active and like yeah. I'm not um, coming off hibernation and going into when you know when the opens in the March. Personally, I just feel, like, very sluggish and slow and weak. Um, but from a business standpoint, I mean, most of our folks are just going to do what they would do anyway. Yeah. Right, in the open. And I feel like that's mm-hmm. how most affiliates are. Because even if they have a competitor, that they kind of just do their thing, right? Yeah. Like, there's very few gyms out there where the the gym is so competitive that multiple people are vying for a spot on like a team or that their individuals are so entrenched in in that culture that they kind of form like a a base, like a fan group around them Um, there's really only a few places like that Uh, but from a business standpoint it really doesn't change what we do here yeah. Like we're still going to get people to move. We're going to talk about good nutrition. We're going to try to get people to sleep and you know, make sure they don't hurt themselves and live a good life, right?
1: Yeah, kind of the main goal.
0: Now, personally, how do you feel about the changes? Because I know you were kind of setting your eyes on...
1: Well, yeah, personally, um, that was kind of the dream to hopefully one day make it to regionals and then pass that let's see where it would take me but I wanted to just you know go for it once and just see how fit I could get mm-hmm. if I could compete at the highest level um I mean it doesn't change much I'm still gonna train hard and you know compete in one of these local competitions mhm and I've never like, I've never done a competition in that sense. So if I made it to regionals, it'd be the first competition I ever made this year. So <laughs> I have one competition this week, two weekends. But yeah, it's, a, it's on a team. It's on a team. So I've yeah. never ever. So you competed. really,
0: you really need to do an individual.
1: Yeah. So for me, it's you know I just wanted to prove myself. Um,
0: yeah. But. Well, you're you're someone who. Like and uh, you talked about this on like the original podcast where we kind of just got to know you. Like in high school, you were you lost a lot of weight and you would work harder than anyone else on your lacrosse team. Like yeah. you're ju- you're just you work hard, you put in the work. Um, so it it might change your trajectory,
1: yeah.
0: But it doesn't really change the fact that you're still gonna work hard.
1: Yeah, I still like still love the process I still like if I didn't have an end goal it would make my training I guess a little different mm-hmm. where I would be like do more things that I enjoy like you might think this is crazy but I enjoy running and burpees so yeah sure most yeah. of my workouts would be revolved around
0: most people think you're sick in the head but yeah, yeah. That, like I'd be that, like
1: all right well a 20 minute workout <laughs> I can get it done real fast and where other people want to lift so while wearing
0: a weight vest yeah like wearing weight (laughs) vest and
1: doing burpees and running is just a fun saturday session but um i guess my training is kind of focused more to the my weaknesses which i've kind of learned to like Mm -hmm. now that i'm doing more like squatting and snatching and cleans and jerks and it's kind of more fun that way when i do it more and you kind of learn the see the results or like an inch of my elbow moving off it's it's fun Mm -hmm. see the technique changes and stuff but if it wasn't an end goal right I would just do things that I would do every day and I would just enjoy it even like I would just you know do that stuff but I wouldn't be like forced it would be like I'd be okay with not being that good at it right or now I want to be good at everything. Yeah, competition.
0: Well, and that that goes for a lot of people, right? If they sign up for let's say a 5K again, yeah. like people are going to be more focused on sticking with the training schedule yeah. and actually going out and running when they don't want to and so I, I do I like competition for that purpose of, you know, having some sort of end goal in sight, especially if you are a person who is goal oriented. Yeah, um, like I think most people should try to do some sort of competition. Whether that's on a team, whether it's individual, there's a lot of different CrossFit style, you know, technically not CrossFit, but, you know, fun- functional fitness competitions locally that are girls only or masters only or, you know, the competition you're doing is like one from each age bracket, which is, yeah, I, I really fun. like that idea. That's yeah, pretty cool. really cool. cool. Um, Workouts are nasty. Yeah, so... I think it's a cool way to kind of test your fitness, but also say like, oh, okay, I can do that. Yeah. You know, like people walk in here and scared and then they try a workout and they're like, oh, I can do that. You know, I think competition is kind of that next thing of like, oh, you know what? That wasn't so bad. And I learned something about myself. It's it's fun. Yeah.
1: And it gives you something to train for. Right. I like it for that, for that reason. Um, Yeah, even when I wasn't, I just like getting better at, stuff so I mean I'd still be the person who wants to do extra work but I think it's going to be interesting to see where it takes Mm -hmm. and what other people do cool
0: any last thoughts? no alright
1: still think Fraser's going to win
0: you still think yeah well that's the thing like the top five let's say of, of men and women they will they will still do what they've always done like there's no the only people worrying or like in a turmoil are the the bubble the bubble people or the people who you know are delusional and think that they could have made regionals or, or whatever or the games and when you look at their numbers they're not even close yeah so if you're that good and have proven it or even dark horses like Laura Horvath at the Games. Like, no one knew who she was, but she was, like, a championship rock climber and, and won all of these crazy awards. And she knew the training she put in, so she was probably very confident with that. It, You know, so unless you're one of those people... Yeah. Then you're you're basically worrying almost because of nothing, because, you know, it's good to have goals, yeah. but... At the yeah. end of the day, like, you just have to hit certain numbers and be s- so good. Right? Yeah. Unless you move to Yemen.
1: Yeah. Well, there are rumors <laughs> of a lot of athletes moving. There's are the, there are bubble people that are moving or trying to make a move or thinking about it. Crazy. You better not move with me. I need you to coach. Yeah. Uh, I'm <laughs> not moving.
0: All right. Let's end it there. Cool. Hey folks, thanks again for listening to CrossFit Radio. If you like what you heard, head over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and leave us a review, which helps us get found on the interwebs. Also, head over to social media, find us on Facebook and Instagram at CrossFit K-A-N-N-A. And if you have any questions for the podcast, email us at info at CrossFitKana.com. Thanks and have a great day.